0: Melikalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you.
1: Mele-kile-ki-maka is the thing to say on a bride.
0: Welcome to Movie Left, a movie review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined by my co host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, fuck, I didn't have a story ready. <laughs> shit
1: um hang on a second i need to fucking come up with something because i can't just
0: not have something ready we could just talk about the thing we're reviewing it's fine you don't have to there's no story necessary if you don't have one um well, but, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve, and here we are, uh, hot off
1: the presses of it's our... Christmas Eve Eve. It's class. actually... Oh, fuck.
0: I forgot to mention that on our Star Wars podcast. It's actually Life Day today. December 23rd <laughs> is Life Day. Oh, so, yeah, uh, that's right.
1: That's right. Uh, it's also Festivus, uh, another topical Festivus cultural well. reference there. Um, yeah, Life Day, um, as, as all Star Wars fans are aware, uh, is the... Uh, the fake holiday created for the very real, canical um, Star Wars holiday special,
0: B. Arthur. As opposed to the fake canon. holiday that we're celebrating in two days. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, so it's it's Christmas. We, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a move left tradition to do a Christmas review. So um, we're going to review the best Christmas movie ever other than Die Hard, which was the Christmas movie that we reviewed last year. The greatest Uh, Christmas story ever told. Yep. Yep. It absolutely is. Uh, but we're reviewing the second greatest Christmas story ever told today. Christmas vacation, uh, national lampoon's Christmas vacation. Um, now, I mean, I personally have just always loved the vacation movies in general. You know, obviously the first vacation's classic, uh, comedy, uh, you know, European vacation. I could, I, I enjoy, I could, I could do without it. Certainly the weakest, I think of the franchise. Um, christmas vacation best one for me stand out and vegas vacation i also really enjoy uh you know definitely not quite as funny but like it's very enjoyable um really chevy chase's only big uh kind of hollywood acting work outside of you know a few movies here and there fletch he's notoriously difficult to work with um Christopher, Chris Columbus, uh, who, who almost directed this movie, famous director directed home. He quit. Didn't he quit? He could, he didn't want to work with cherry chase. He's like, I can't work this asshole. Like he, um, and he's a great director. He's directed, you know, home alone one and two, Mrs. Doubtfire. He later went on to direct a bunch of movies about, uh, wizards at a at a school written by a fucking turf but uh he's you know he's he's done some <laughs> stuff in his career yeah um yeah, certainly yeah. done some yeah, people stuff.
1: people think that Chevy chase just recently went crazy and turned into a fucking raging oh, no, he's asshole and
0: friend. she's always been that way yeah bill murray fucking hates his guts like bill murray and him almost beat the shit out of each other multiple times backstage yeah. in snl like he's a
1: just yeah. a miserable
0: person to work with but very but his character Reflects that in a lot of ways, and it it works for his character. I oh think.
1: yeah, well that's what's so weird is is he's you know clearly somebody who has this this archetype in his brain of a very traditional family uh, and and uh, you know family gathered around the holidays and what that means and the sentimentality of it, um, but yet he himself is nothing like that person. <laughs> you know he's not Mister Rogers' neighborhood. He's a guy that. Uh, you know, tells his neighbor that he wants to stick a tree up her ass. You know, <laughs> like,
0: to be fair, I, those neighbors just, are real fucking, they're, they seem like a tough hang. I, I don't, I don't blame him for not liking them, but he is also a dickhead. Like I would also oh, sure, to live sure. next sure. to him. Like imagine. But he's just, yeah, I mean, he he's,
1: he's supposed to, he's not a lovable asshole. He's just an asshole. No, yeah. Right. Like it, somebody who behaved in that way, um, their kids would never stick up for them ever. And as it is, you know that one of the like few moments that he's humanized in any kind of ways is when his in laws are talking shit and his daughter defends him, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, come on, <laughs> like his parents are actually really sweet. His his parents, no, his are really father is nice. so super sweet, and his mother, yeah, and his his, his in laws yeah, are it's, fucking pricks. It's, it's wife's parents that are the fucking monsters. <laughs> so yeah, there's, and then there is some really great humor that comes out of that too, where. You know they're kind of like, oh, our our stupid, stupid son. We still love him, mm-hmm. right? But they're not like actively, you know, insulting him every chance they get, like like his laws
0: do. No, I love I love his dad. I love the scene where he, where they're out like and, he, and he's trying to get the lights to work. He's like, oh, you know, it looks great, son. I, you know what I would do if I was you? I'd go check every single bulb just to make sure there's not one. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I did that. I did that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you know, if you
1: need any help, just give me a call. I'm gonna be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, oh, this, this movie on the whole, like I can't remember the last time I watched the whole thing because it's it's just one of the movies. It's it's on TBS at all times this time. Of year. Yeah. Just like the Christmas story. Like you never just really sit down and watch it. Right. And I hadn't really sat down and watched it in probably 10 years. So I did today. Um, you know, and it's kind of like it's it, it's it's a classic. Right. But to really invest time in it, you're kind of like, this is, I'm not like dying laughing. You know, It's it's exactly how you remember it. Uh, It is what it is, but I think, you know, kind of was 89 was kind of like the last year you could do like a madcap screwball comedy Mm -hmm. like this, you know, where you're sort of very broad, you know, the the, humor. Yeah, you know, and, and also just like some of the I don't know if it's really sexist you might think that now, but you know, like the scene with him in the, in like the, the lingerie department, he's just a fucking creep, lecherous
0: creep. Yeah. Like just,
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But still like that, if you try to do that scene now, it wouldn't, it wouldn't come
0: off as like, Oh, you, you know,
1: right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work for one. I mean, part of it's the fact that she's kind of like, she kind of picks up that he's a creep, but she's still trying to like, you know, do her job or whatever. Um, but then, you know, I mean, kind of like the, the, the thing that makes it most hilarious is when the kid walks up and he's just kind of like, hey, check her out. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> like he he kind of like snaps yeah. back out of his out of his thing there. Well, he knows his dad's um, a fucking know, creep I mean, from the
0: first movie where he see where, where where he's in the pool with uh, with what's her face. Of course. And he's just like, oh, him, get he's divorced. Like
1: <laughs> fucking- Yeah. When he. When he sees him, he's kinda like, Oh, not this again. He's not like, What are yeah, you doing? Yeah. He's like, Oh, here he's
0: doing his shtick again.
1: Oh, dad, so, cheating on mom again. You
0: know, <laughs> that rascal. Like. Right. Right,
1: right. No, he's a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because his wife is clearly supportive and loving and and attractive. Yeah, very and, much so. Uh it's just easy he's, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh so yeah, I I'd love that they embrace that. This is not um I don't remember seeing this when it first came out because it's probably a movie my mom didn't let me see. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's definitely a hard PG 13. Like when you watch the uncensored, you forget how, how uncensored it is when you're watching it on like TBS, but yeah. Yeah. And I think it's
1: probably, you know, for 1989, this was kind of the limit of what you could do and still be PG 13. There's, there's, I think two or three times they say shit. And one time they say fuck. Right. And then you get a middle finger too. So this was probably something that my, my mother would have said was like too lowbrow comedy. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, uh, for contrast, she would probably
0: have, have played Home Alone a million times for uh-huh. me, you know,
1: watching <laughs> the that.
0: The uber-violent fucking, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny how our society prioritizes, like, d- dirty words right. over murderous ultra-violence, like in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Kids such moving. a more, like, sugary-sweet yeah.
1: kind of a thing. Whereas this is, like, there's not, like, kind of all the characters are are bad people except for the kids yeah you know kind of everyone is is, is you know yeah, no, cousin Eddie, huge piece of shit the, like you know the neighbors huge pieces of shit like no yeah it's just sort of like they're all trying to do the best they can but they're they're all petty yeah you know i mean the, even, even the sister is just i mean you wouldn't want to fucking sleep in a bed with your little brother <laughs> if you're a teenage you know 17 18 year old girl but i, I just love the you know, like the the scenes that they're all struggling together. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the grandparents are are trying to sleep in a kid's bed. Um, you know, she's sleeping next to him, and he like puts his arm <laughs> around her in his sleep, and she's like, "Oh, get off of me, you fungus!" <laughs> like, I just love it. like nothing nothing is funnier to me than the kinds of insults she got in nineteen eighties mm-hmm. comedies. Just some of the words they had to come up with to you know that aren't really a swear word, but are just like. Like I would never think of some of the words they
0: came up with. Yeah, no, home. for sure. Well, you know, speaking of unlikable characters, the, the the whole kind of MacGuffin for this movie is that uh he Clark, you know, in his infinite foresight, put down a seventy five hundred dollar deposit on putting in a swimming pool because his Christmas bonus was coming and he wanted to, you know, spend it on his family, which, you know, you could argue is a nice thing, but also of course, like, oh, you know, it's a it's a status thing, you know, you want a swimming pool in your backyard. Um, it, it's almost hilarious in 2019. Cause I think I speak for most people listening when we're like, what the fuck is a Christmas bonus and how the fuck are you affording a $7,500 deposit with your Christmas bonus? Like, you know, most of us are like, Oh yeah, no, we get a Christmas bonus. Our boss gives us like a hundred bucks at the end of the year for, for doing a good job. Right.
1: Yeah. If you're, if your expect Christmas bonus is so large that it's going to pay for an entire pool, uh, that $7,500 was the down payment on, <laughs> you would have so much more money that it wouldn't matter if you got it or not. Yeah, yeah. Right. If if that's the bonus to your regular salary, you'd be making six figures. Or, but, but I mean, right? also, he so it's the, suburban, a little, the math doesn't quite work.
0: Well, out. but I mean, I, you, could, you could make a case that most people in the suburbs, like especially in the suburbs of cities like Chicago, like where they live, uh, live above their means like they he's probably maxed out he probably has two massive car loans a massive mortgage like he probably is like right as much of a paycheck to paycheck as you can be making 100k a year or whatever you know whatever he makes so i actually think that's right that's plausible but it's just it, it is it is funny the idea of like a christmas bonus being like a four-figure five-figure affair it's preposterous to us to to most people when you
1: gotta remember too like this is this is 1989 when everyone was still kind of like oh yeah rigonomics. i can you know work in an office and Mm -hmm. work my way up and all that shit it's you know it's funny because you look at that the the station wagon uh that you see him driving in the opening it's it's you know it's kind of dirty and looks like it's fucking beat to shit that's that was actually like a brand new car oh
0: yeah horrible design aesthetics in the 80s really brutal shit that they were coming with their churning. Oh yeah, down. well
1: that 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 like that rounded front Ford Taurus looking up thing was around forever. That was like the the same model that I took Driver Z in in like '96. Mm-hmm. So that that
0: fucking that was brand new back in '89. Sure. And, and I think there was the um, same station wagon they took the trip in in the first in a uh, vacation. So I, I it was it is funny that he still had clinging. What year to year was that? So he's still clinging to that car. Oh that
1: that 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 front design of that that kind of Ford was definitely not around 83 I can tell you that but um yeah I mean it, it's it's sort of implied that like they're they're middle class but kind of yeah, barely yeah. you know I mean clearly if there is even remotely a working class uh, aesthetic or a dilemma to this is just trying to you know he's trying to scrape by and and, and do nice things for his family um that he doesn't know if he has really gonna have the money for uh and of course the you know end of the film you, you have the the you know the grinch uh suddenly realize that you know he was awful and his heart grew three times or whatever the, the most fictional is, but, part of the movie yeah, i mean it's not
0: <laughs> the ceo of this company yeah, has exactly. a change of heart and decides to give everyone bonuses yeah no not gonna happen um, it no, would never happen.
1: Like, oh yeah, uh, remember what you got last year? Well you can get 50% of that. <laughs> played by
0: uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of what he actually of does. Plus is 20%, is yeah. 20% more. Uh which by the way, played by Brian Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother, uh, which I, I I always forget, but then I always like whenever I look him up, I was like, Oh yeah, it does look like Bill Murray. Uh like just a, a pudgier, a bit, yeah. yeah, like shorter version of Bill Murray. But he's in a lot of shit. He's in like Groundhog Day. He was actually in the first vacation, he was like part of like the owner of the campground so he's he's certainly it's funny that Mm. that Chevy Chase and Bill Murray have such a rivalry because uh Brian Murray seems to get a lot of work around Chevy Chase I almost wonder if it's like a a dig at like Bill to, to hire his less talented brother all the time like I don't know um it's very it's very amusing but yeah um yeah so his character is just hilarious over the top douchey ceo character you know <laughs> can't remember his name calls him like you know Grizzballs and calls him uh, uh calls him yeah. a girl, calls a bunch <laughs> of
1: different names yeah well i love the, the scene where uh you know he thanks his boss for the christmas card and he's like oh i just really you know really meant a lot to me and he turns to his lackey his lackey's like oh, this is a <laughs> send him out to everybody, and he's still just like, why? <laughs> like even even that was a bridge yeah. too far. Like don't don't send out anything to anyone.
0: Yeah. It just encourages. Yeah, he was <laughs> a great character. <laughs> Um yeah so you know i a lot a lot of really great scenes from the from this movie um obviously the, the the lighting uh of the house scenes is just a constant like kind of ongoing funny thing running in the background him trying to get the lights to work they're not working oh i know well, when i thought that was all like one self-contained
1: scene like movie, i forgot that much. that takes place yeah. over days <laughs> Yeah, like, he's trying to get those fucking
0: lights to turn on, like, and then gives up one day and then comes back another day. Yeah, and, and, and I love the, um, the shit with the neighbors where the lights finally do come on, and they're just constantly, like, being, like, oh brutalized. By- it's, it's just ho- hilarious how,
1: you know, he, he doesn't like them, but he's never done any <laughs> malicious to them, and yet somehow just his fucking madcap <laughs> antics are just every moment harassing them in some way. And you're down with it because they're fucking like eighties, uh, like Richie douchebag type <laughs> people, with, you know, slick back yeah, hair yeah. and everything. Um, and this was 89. was the year that Seinfeld came out too. Oh, so wow. This was, this was, I think came out. I don't know if this came out before or after like right, Seinfeld right around, out, but you know, they, I don't know if you know the history of Seinfeld real well, but like the, there was an original pilot they shot that uh just had the three guys and nbc rejected it because it just wasn't funny oh. enough and i've seen parts of it and it's not that oh. funny uh and once they they brought on jewelries dreyfus they reshot the pilot and it was like she was like the like the keystone that made that show 10 times funnier than it already was <laughs> Even as good as it was, it was still not good enough for NBC, and it's, it, it shows. And they reshot it with her, and it was like, suddenly, they she was the thing that made Seinfeld Seinfeld, right? So even though she doesn't get like a ton of laugh lines in this, it's mostly just her reacting to
0: misery. (laughs) You're still kind of like, okay, I can see how she would be really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And it, it's just super funny. All the, 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 the tragedy that befalls them because of, because of Clark, like he's, you know, the first scene where he's like up on the roof, stapling the, um, the bulbs there, um, which by the way is, My future father in law's he 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 gets furious every time this this scene comes out He's like, "That's how you fucking string up light. You can't staple a light." Like he's just so aggrieved by the way he he (laughs) staples the lights. He would just totally you would ruin the paint job of your house. You probably break through some of the wiring if you didn't staple it right. Like it's it's not a good idea. But
1: Uh, no nobody would ever fucking in the right mind would ruin a house that way but he you know conceivably puts in as many staples as light bulbs so we're we're led to believe there's 250,000 staples just, just in yeah house no, now.
0: not not a great idea um and and really it's just really excessive to to l- string lights across your entire roof like just just fucking put some shit up in in the yard like you don't need to do that but um but yeah so uh but in that scene he 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 falls he gets like you know futzed around on the ladder and then he's hanging from the gutter which rips off and then the icicle from the frozen gutter shoots through their window and smashes one of their stereos which yeah well it it wasn't actually the icicle it was like all the yeah yeah it became a giant
1: like spear ice spear (laughs) missile yeah <laughs> and i love that they're trying to piece it together hours later because there's a hole in the window stereo smashed, there's water everywhere and they're like what the f-
0: there's what presumably a gutter squeeze? hanging loose across from it. them it's like where did this come from
1: they just can't oh i know well i love that like it it jumps ahead there um rather than yeah, no, too funny. long because you get like the the joke is that the end result is you know it's dark out they can't see and they're, you know, obviously it's melted a long time ago and they just cannot understand <laughs> what the fuck they know that he's involved somehow. They just don't know what yep. the fuck happened No, <laughs> which is, of course, sort of reprised later when they're they're lamenting that, like, they're such douchebags that they don't celebrate Christmas. And they're like,
0: do you feel weird that we didn't even get a tree? At the exact moment, but he goes like, well, where are we gonna get a tree, tree at the tower <laughs> <window>. <laughs> the tree that clark cuts down you have smashes the yeah, yeah. Then the, i mean of course the, the great scene where that with the where he finally gets the lights on and they're so blinding that they like blind them and they trip and then the lights go out and they trip again and then the Lights go on and the guy falls down the stage. It's just fucking. It's good. It's good broad physical comedy, but it, it's effective. You know, it's it's funny shit. It, it is well, and I love that.
1: My my personal favorite moment of that that sequence is that it's drawing so much power that like the rest of the lights and the, <laughs> yeah, go the nuclear out. auxiliary has to be switched <laughs> and on. Then, <laughs> Yeah, and in like a lesser movie, they probably would have like a whole scene of people at a power station, like talking about it, like what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> this we got a phone call from the merchant, and they don't do any of that. They it's just a single insert shot of a uh, nuclear auxiliary, and there's like a lever, and a hand just touches it, and there's like a little like light spinning around kind of thing, and it just goes chunk, <laughs>
0: and
1: that, that's it. That's you don't have to explain it any more than that. It's all you need. To, to to make it very clear what happened yeah. in that moment.
0: Yeah, some other enjoyable scenes. Uh, obviously, the the Christmas Eve dinner, uh, hilarious. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the fuck they did to that turkey, but uh, yeah yeah. I guess if you you put a turkey in when it's not fully defrosted, it it, it dries out. Like I don't know, <laughs> it's just really uh nasty ass. Yeah I, I i didn't get how you burn a turkey
1: from the inside out like that. Um, I'm sure it's possible. Yeah, but yeah, it was weird because I. Like there was somebody was crying in that scene, but it wasn't his wife, and I was confused as to whose. Well, it was cousin or Eddie's or wife, and presumably
0: like. she had helped uh Clark's wife oh, cook it, and she's gotcha. like, "Oh, I told you we didn't defrost it long enough, or something like that." So, oh, but, gosh, <laughs> but then Eddie, gotcha. the fucking hick that he is, is like, "We talk maths, great, it's fucking great. I love this. you know, <laughs> loves this like dry ass, <laughs> chewy, like dehydrated fucking turkey." Um, but yeah, so and and. Right. Well the, the
1: the scene where they go shopping together and everything that Eddie is grabbing and throwing in the cart is dog food. Giant bags and you of you Sort of are left to believe that like that's the same food he eats too. <laughs> Just because it's easy yeah. and convenient, or it's like, <laughs> why would you buy
0: three three different giant bags of? Dog or he's food just being a fucking mooch because he knows that like, like Clark's gonna pay, so he's just throwing as much dog food as he can. He's like, oh shit's expensive. I'm not, I don't got the money to feed this fucking dog. You know, like throwing all this do- Like, and then he of course gives him his Christmas list. Like, he's you know, he's he's definitely portrayed as like an idiot, but also kind of like uh like a dick and like a pest. Like he's a. A little bit of a mooch, but he pretends he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not. He's like, no,
1: I, oh, I don't. It's a real yeah, surprise. I real you. surprise. No, okay, actually, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's an itemized list by alph- alphabetical of uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah Cousineau's hilarious. Uh, Randy Quaid, uh, you know, uh, who knew how much of that character really was was in him? Uh, we we just thought he was playing a character, but turns out he's really fucking batshit. No. Uh, unfortunately. He pretty much is that character. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, he based the character on people he knew, so I, I would presume that um, he was exaggerating somewhat. But uh, one of the, I don't know if you caught this, uh, one of the things I noticed in the trivia was when he's talking to to, to uh, Clark about his job, he talks about working in chemicals, he references the um, uh, dupont Bhopal massacre <laughs> yeah. where they killed thousands of people with a fucking chemical spill, into the atmosphere. Uh, and he's like, oh, you don't, you know, you don't work for those guys that kill those people. in India. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no, nah, we missed like, out on that one. It, you don't even quite hear it, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very amusing. You know.
1: Missed yeah. out on it. Yeah, missed we're, out we're, we're,
0: on <laughs> it. <laughs> and, you know, and by the way, Clark's job is hilarious. He works. He works in like food preservatives. Like he works at like a food preservative company, which, um, you know, I, I guess is the thing. But it's just so weird to think of like, like he just works to create like long lasting food preservatives. So like, the, the one scene where like where, where they're sl- like sledding, he's like, oh, this is a non caloric. Uh, you know anti-stick uh like cooking spray and it's like 10 times slicker than sl- whatever whatever <laughs> like it's just you wonder what the f- how fucking chemical and hazardous all the shit they make is and how cancer causing all it is no oh,
1: yeah yeah well it's also just a little bit of a knock on you know just the the, the 80s in general as being kind of the decade that uh capitalism uh-huh. really won uh and all of our you know environmentally minded tambourine banging hippie ways were were flushed down the toilet um and that you know it's just kind of like i don't even know what this stuff is or what it you know clearly (laughs) kills people but that's just you
0: know gotta gotta climb that corporate ladder right well even in a little 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 yeah even in vegas vacation like the 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 reason he 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 takes everyone to vegas is because he gets a big bonus for finally patenting his long-lasting food preserver uh, and he gives them like Cookies that are like five years old or like milk that's like seven years old, like in packets. <laughs> or, you know, he, he gives them the cookies They're like, oh they're delicious. Right. He's like, they're seven years old. And they all fucking spit out. Just real good shit. Real, you know, it's dumb, but funny. Um yeah, but yeah no, some funny trivia that I, I I came across while while researching the movie. Um, apparently in that scene where he's like where the lights don't work and he's flipping out and like smashing the the Santa and the reindeer, he actually breaks his finger while he's punching Santa which is why he starts kicking and clubbing everything mm-hmm. after that. Cause his hands like broken and he can't really use it to punch all of the other things. And that's the actual take they used in the movie. Cause it's such a funny, like visceral. You yeah. Know? You gotta, you gotta use, you gotta use the real take that
1: uh, someone breaks their hand in. Cause that's clearly where he gave the most <laughs> yeah. amount of effort. Yeah. Um, and you wonder if they dubbed it too, cause you think if he actually broke his hand, even if he was in, you know, trying to stay in character, he probably fucking yelled <laughs> louder at that <laughs> one. So, yeah. Everything, I mean, almost anything that's, that's shot at a distance gets, gets dubbed like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I read about that. Yeah, well. and
0: one other funny thing I ran across in trivia, but and then I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, when, so when Cousin Eddie kidnaps the boss at the end, and they bring him uh, to the house, <laughs> you know, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, uh, Ellen, says to the cop, oh, you know, this is our first kidnapping but literally in the first movie, they kidnap, uh, John Candy. <laughs> and in the second movie, Ellen gets kidnapped, uh, by the, by the mustachioed guy, you know, from the ooh, ooh, fucking kidnaps her. So it, it yeah. it's just like, no, that like you're literally constantly involved in kidnappings. <laughs> like, so I don't know what you're talking about, but, um, <laughs> just, you know, just real yeah. funny, like slapstick shit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, uh, what, any other funny scenes that you that that really stood out to you? I, I mean, every scene in this movie is pretty funny, but uh, I'll, I'll, uh, once the relatives start showing up, especially like the 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 grandparents, like the, that's when it really fucking gets like nutty. Um,
1: well, I one of the things I love is that when they show up, uh, you know, we we've sort of been warned that it's going to be chaotic, uh-huh. right? Uh, and that doorbell rings, and everyone's kind of like. was that was that the doorbell and it's like ding dong and then it uh rings again it's like ding dong and everyone's kind of like oh they're here and then it's like ding dong uh very similar to the chime of the elevator in Die Hard, where throughout the course of the film the pitch of it gets lower and lower and lower where it goes from from being like light and cordial to like uh almost like British an omen sinister. of death yeah. coming as as the film goes on now obviously it's not all at the same time so you don't really notice it as much but it, it reminded me of that like oh another christmas movie where you know the um you know the, the chime of a door about to open becomes more ominous as time <laughs> progresses right and then of course they all rush in it's just like this like there's not really any jokes in it it's just this flurry of of you know, your parents being parents like, Oh, what do you think? You think this is, Does it look red? Is it, well, you're rubbing it. So <laughs> I yeah, love, I, I mean, love all the just, little, like, it's like what, asides. why would that be a thing you talk about right away? <laughs> oh yeah. It, absolutely. Or like when it absolutely. Comes, and, and they're all funny. Yeah. yeah um, but, Especially with the with the kid, the, their own son, who's just like, eh, like he doesn't like any of them. <laughs> he can't stand any of them and doesn't know how to relate to them. But he's just sort of like smiling at things he doesn't even underst- like want to smile at, and that's all he knows I like really, w-
0: like when I rewatch I try to pick out some of the shit they're saying. It's a very, I, I love that technique. Um, we actually learned about that in film school where you have like everyone kind of talking at once. It's, you know, it's a very artistic style. And I'm not saying they did that for this, for that reason in this movie, but when you have multiple characters, you know, all speaking at once it's so. Oh, it's it's just a very frenetic interesting uh thing to watch so like i always try to pick out like this the crazy shit each one of his his in-laws are saying or like each one of the grandparents is saying with or like when he comes down for, oh, to always... breakfast and there and and the, the his father-in-law is yelling at his father like i told you to like it, he gave it it's just so funny like the the nonsense they're yelling at each other about
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, any any time you have people talking over each other or talking at the same time, uh, it it creates stress, right, in a movie. And it's almost never done. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you you want to be able to hear everything. So you don't do that unless you intentionally want to make the, the audience feel ill at ease. Right. One of the greatest um, uses of this is the uh, like the opening meal conversation in the movie alien mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. right where they're just they're, it's like just chatter going back and forth and there's no tension in what they're saying it's just the fact that like you've got eight people at a table and everyone's talking to somebody else and different conversations are happening and it finally sort of gradually turns into a group conversation about like their bonuses and why were they woken up and brought out a hype you know hyper sleep or whatever uh that you finally kinda like you're already tense about everything because they started the the conversation that way with all these little side convos that you can't even really hear because they're happening all at the same time. So here it's not obviously not the same um the same tone, but it still has that jarring effect of of like I, I can't even <laughs> we relate to it though, because we know what that's like when you're in a room suddenly with a ton of your relatives all at once and you're just like, I, I can't deal with even one of you, let alone all of you. And it's just chaotic. And I, it's just, yeah. you know, like it,
0: it, it slaps. and <laughs> <It does. laughs> that's uh, the thing with this movie is like, you know, as, 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 broad and as slapdash as it is, it's definitely relatable at times to just the chaos of like dealing with like a family holiday. I'm sure we've all, you know, to varying degrees dealt with uh, gatherings like this or like weekends like this, you know, especially when we were younger, uh, you know, where where it's just like uh, you know, you you're just trying to get through it basically, and it's it, 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 I, there's a lot of stuff from the from this that's very you know I thought true to that, which is what kind of helped ground the movie enough to where it's not just like dumb, where it where it does have like a little bit of you know kind of heart to it and like Christmas spirit, whatever. Um, it it it's got yeah. to,
1: yeah. Even even at the end, once there's like three or four old couples there there's definitely like some some jokes that relate to being old but it's not it's never at the expense mm-hmm. of the characters they're never like mocking uh you know the fact that they're old even when you know um uh, Mae who was the voice of Betty Boop who uh did that last voice uh, just a year before this movie came out when she did the voice of Betty Boop and who framed oh, Roger wow. Rabbit uh, even her character, who like basically boxes up a cat, they're 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 like, why would she package up the cat? She's like, well, she's just she gets confused sometimes. Like they they t- like they they sympathize the other character sympathize with her, so that you never feel as though her character is the butt yeah, of yeah. the joke, right? The joke is just that she boxed up the cat by mistake, <laughs> right? Not the fact that she's old and, yeah, and yeah. senile, right? And I love that they do that because uh, you know, a lesser film would would make her seem dumb for it or they would they would make that be like the mean kind
0: of a uh sense of humor and they and they don't do yeah. that I love arguably that. or her husband's even stupider because he fucking lights himself on fire multiple times and doesn't doesn't realize he's on fire <laughs> uh, even though right, he's more with right. it well like- it, you also don't empathize with him
1: as uh, yeah you don't empathize with him as much because there, there's a scene at dinner where the dogs like burping or farting under the table and the whole table shaking and he's like uh, did you feed him from the table? He's like nah he's probably just poked through the trash a little and then they show the entire kitchen <laughs> with fucking trash on the floor and you know Clark and his wife are cleaning up and then the, the you know that guy's the uncle whatever he's like if you're not doing anything productive could you get me one of my stogie <laughs> and, you know like did you forget that he's cleaning up the yeah, mess in the guy, kitchen too. like so in that sense you know he's, he's being a dick right then but he's, it's just because he's also clueless so you're kind of like uh, I actually am doing something,
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And of course he, he, he lights a, cig- lights a cigar at the end of the movie and, and, you know, blows himself sky high and because of the fucking sewer gas, uh, which uh, another scene we didn't talk about. Cousin Eddie fucking emptying his sewage, uh, into the, into the sewer. Uh, cause, cause of course the shitter was full as he, as he tells multiple people, the shitter uh, was full. Really the core of the movie. Uh,
1: well, they also st- you know, they also explain, you know, it's it's a it's a storm
0: yeah, sewer, it's legal right? To pump so un-
1: until it, right, because it doesn't go anywhere until it fills up to a certain height, it doesn't spill over and actually flow <laughs> do down remember? anywhere. So if you just dumped it in there, it's just sitting down yeah, there, right? right. <laughs> Unless you pumped in like you know
0: thousands of gallons, do you it's remember? Not go anywhere, right? So I love that they, Do you they remember they st- when Hillary's like bus actually got caught doing that uh, during during her campaign? <laughs> during the general i i gotta I send you the remember. story so, someone literally um, videoed her uh, what like some campaign staffer probably uh siphoning sewage into a storm drain like in like iowa or something because she like yeah they just they just didn't want to deal with it like in the proper way so she actually got like cited for that well wouldn't
1: wouldn't be the first time her campaign shat on the yeah, know, rust right?
0: belt it, it, it's just like yeah unreal um but, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's just, and I love that, uh, the neighbor's reaction when he comes outside and you know, out there in his fucking, in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. He pulls the Homer Simpson, Homer Simpson backing
1: into the, the shrubbery. He's just <laughs> like, um, just going to go back inside. walk yeah. backwards." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's, it, it's such a great interaction too, because it, it, there's no dialogue, but you know, it's, it, you know, cousin Eddie is, uh, He's already abhorrent to to this family, but they still accept him. But him to the neighbors is just like he might as well be an alien from another (laughs) planet as far as they're concerned. It's like I don't even I'm not even going to go out and jog because I would have to run past
0: you. And I'm afraid. (laughs) By the way, I Googled it it was Georgia. It was a Georgia storm drain. It was a DNC chartered bus, but it was like Hillary's bus, like on on, on the post post convention tour. The forward together tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, where are they supposed to dump all that feces? Like, what's the, what's to, the like, correct there's way? There's places where you can stop and, like, hook up to a sewage. Or, like, you know, like, the way that they pump porta potties is they have a truck go and, like, pump them. So maybe you have to get one to come pump out your sewage. Or, right. Uh, you're certainly not supposed to dump it in, yeah, like, why? you know, <laughs> public sewers. No. No, definitely not. Well, I know, like, state parks, you know, if you have a motorhome. There's a place to special, do that, yeah
1: place you can get a permit to, to dump that kind of stuff into like a septic tank or whatever but i don't know how it works for like <laughs> charter buses though uh, there's uh,
0: clearly there's a way and yeah. they didn't do it so uh yeah <laughs> but, but but unfortunately <laughs> the shitter was full and we can't be having you know we can't be having the clintons drive around without without a clean shitter so that 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 was presumably no. the the impetus for that <laughs> the, the other um,
1: sort of really grotesque thing is his two children. Who, you know, I don't. I don't think the, the boy even says one no, word the entire that. film. But you know, the daughter is is you know he has she has that moment with uh, yeah after you know, he's Clark. like jerking off in his uh, kitchen. But I love to, the, to the, the fucking... int- <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. Well, I love the introduction of of the daughter because uh, the um his his uh, in law mother sort of leans down and goes. Oh my God. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. It's just it's like, it's, it's one of my favorite moments. Cause it's like, it's shock. at something you don't see. You just get, they explain it. And he's like, yep. You know, I you just fell down a well. Eyes went crossed, got kicked by a mule and they got uncrossed. I don't know. It's, just, it's like the whole joke is, is expository, uh, without showing a girl with crossed eyes.
0: And it's just like, Oh, that that's fucking yeah, hilarious. No, for dude. sure. um, yeah uh you know uh, just just lots of great shit uh not a ton to say about this but I, i i've always enjoyed uh christmas movies you know i'm not obviously we're both pretty open about the fact that we're atheists we're very secular uh but i think it's i think most people who who consider themselves atheists or agnostics still enjoy the the certain aspects of christmas like certainly you know spending time with with people you want to spend, you know, people in your family that you want to spend time with, or you know, just exchanging gifts with your friends. Like it's just, yeah. it's an enjoyable time to like chill out at the end of the year and you know, uh, not be dicks. <laughs> Maybe not be, not be super aggressive about everything for 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 a few days. Like it's 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 just I've always enjoyed that aspect of it. So I think I've enjoyed the culture of Christmas despite the fact that I don't actually you know believe in the in the holiday that it's it was originally intended to celebrate uh so you're, you're not a soldier in the war no, on I'm, a, I'm a very bad I... soldier in the war on christmas unfortunately <laughs> despite the fact that that i would probably be accused of being yeah. a soldier in the war on christmas uh because i'm a secular humanist yeah. as, as bill o'reilly refers to uh atheists as but
1: Well, as a cultural Marxist, I can tell you that I do celebrate Christmas, uh, because it turns out that uh, I like having days off where I eat a shitload of food and get uh, free stuff, and there's no cars anywhere, because no one is driving, right? So for those reasons, I definitely love Christmas. Uh, And, and, you know, the film even says that, too. They're kind of like, oh, Christmas means different things to different people, um, as they're kind of trying to, like... Wrap it up, put a bow on it, um, give it some some pathos towards the end uh, beyond just the the Santa Claus and the reindeer flying through the fucking moon on fire, uh, sort of invoking E.T., although not on fire. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's this is this is definitely a film that's a classic. Uh, You know, it it sort of transcends decades uh, and it's unique. I mean, it's not the funniest movie ever. It doesn't hold up perfectly um so it's a little cringy um but it's also still like hey the it they did a good
0: job it's it's funny it holds up uh, better than a lot of 90s comedies though and like it's, like just it's not a, it, there's not as much like egregious like cultural stuff in there that you would see in like 90s comedy you know like there's very few yeah there's yeah, no like true. homophobic shit there's no racist well, somebody, shit, really um, there's no like you know. Yeah, well, also no black Well, no, there's the cop at too, the end. Uh, somebody the, the police chief who threatens to beat oh, the rich guy with a rubber hose I which is very remember. I I enjoyed. Oh, that's true. A rubber that's hose out beat you.
1: A little bit of the class consciousness there, although uh yeah. still uh cops are class yeah, traitors. Um no, I was going to say that uh you know somebody somebody tweeted out a um a huge collage of the cover oh, of God. every like Christmas romantic comedy from like the last all the Hallmark movies 15 yeah. years and it's just literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of green and red sweatered couple white couples on the cover of of hundreds of different movies and they the person tweeted this out with the uh you know with the
0: words I thought capitalism was supposed to breed innovation <laughs> well you know it's funny I, <laughs> it's just like if you, if you ever watch those movies they all are fucking identical like they literally filmed uh, two of those in the last two years in my, where I live now, in my, my current hometown. Uh, there's like, there's like an old, uh, yeah. like, uh, like an old historic district, actually. Did you get the, the, the Christmas card we sent the other day? Like the, the holiday card, whatever? It, it, it most people haven't gotten them yet, but. You yeah, mailed yeah. me something? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: I haven't okay. checked my mail in like two <laughs> Well, okay. But either. so the, so the pictures uh, that you
0: see on there. <laughs>
1: The probably pictures go. that
0: you'll see yeah. on there are actually from our like engagement photo shoot that we did. Because you're supposed to do an engagement shoot and spend oh. inordinate amounts of money on gotcha. nonsense. But anyway, uh, so we did that in front of um this area, and it's so funny because like I'll turn the Hallmark channel on, and there's like always a movie that they shoot that they shot like three, four movies there. It's like <laughs> fucking bizarre, but they all are like exactly the same. Except the most recent one was a white woman and a black guy, so that was probably like Super controversial for the Hallmark people. Oh. I'm sure. it was like a a, a long Damn, discussion. Um, I'm sure, yeah. but the, the, but they're they're so mindless, like, I, I swear, and they all have green and black, green and red at, covers. At any,
1: yeah, at any given moment, they are remaking Love Actually. That's all they, they are. Yeah, that's all they're they're just they are. Every movie is over and over and over. Worst acted over. version of Love Actually, uh, basically. Yeah, and it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're just they're just hoping to like get a, like a higher tier actor actress combo to like you know be like well I don't not really have anything this year I what, guess I could do one of those fucking shitty rom- you know rom you know fascinating Christmas movies like it's, fucking
0: yeah fucking uh, Amelia Clark well, just they, did but one. she did like a, a big I, budget like, one at least ah. she didn't do like the Hallmark ones it was like a theatrical it wasn't no. but it, it got bad reviews but but the Hallmark ones that they shoot like. You know, it's fucking nuts and you'll, you'll be, you, this will blow your mind as a, someone who's also made film projects. The movie that they just aired, I was just watching it the other day because it's still like, oh yeah, hey, I go there all the time. It's, it's cool to see shit you, you know, you visit in a movie. Um, uh, they shot, they were shooting this movie at the end of September and it's on the Hallmark Channel. So how fucking low rent do you think this movie must have been that they shot and edited this fucking thing in like a month and put it on national television. Like they were literally shooting this movie in fucking September, the end of September. And it's on Hallmark this December. Like it was on last week. Right. Well, and and then, you know, how do you do that? You fucking
1: get a bunch of like white foam and rip all the leaves off a tree and then spray it with. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, the downtown was
0: like covered in fake snow, like like, flakes constantly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, where do you think they shot Christmas vacation? Yeah, they shot it on the studio a lot, (laughs) and you can. Yeah, and you can tell because when all the scenes when they're outside, nobody has cold breath. once, (laughs) and I can't imagine how comfortable it would be when they're pretending to act cold, but actually they're outdoors in southern California weather, seventy degree weather, sweaters. sweaters,
0: Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, and that. Right. Uh, So yeah, I mean the scenes where they actually go out to get the tree where there's snow, like I, I. I'm sure they must have had to shoot that in like Northern
0: California somewhere in the winter time. Yeah. It's too much set uh, dressing you know, like to do for one or fate, two shots. Yeah, that like actually, they, they would have been too much. Yeah. Um. But, but then that <laughs> seems fun. You know, that's, that seems amusing too. just, just, you know, <laughs> like you go to fucking chop a tree down, but nobody brings an ax or a chainsaw or anything <laughs> like just, you know, uh, and then, and then, then miraculously no, they can rip yeah, it out okay. of its roots, which is 10 times harder than cutting a tree down. <laughs> like to Rip a tree out.
1: Yeah, know, that's why course. it's
0: funny, is because you just have to imagine like what the <laughs> fuck they did to, to just it was it a great visual gag for sure.
1: Um, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the other, the other thing I love is that you know, as the movie gets kind of more and more zany, once they you know, dial it up past the, the dinner scene. Uh, it's just the fact that you know the tree burns up, and now he's starting to lose his mind. So he goes and cuts <laughs> down the neighbor's tree, like a giant, a tree, a giant yard tree, his own yeah. tree up on the property line. Right, and then of course there's a fucking squirrel in it, and then the squirrels running around. And I love the the gag that like every single person in this extended family is equally terrified of squirrels. That's just real, <laughs> and they're literally all. No, I mean, if I saw a squirrel in my house, I'd be like, okay, no, I, I
0: know where. I wouldn't be like, how to. I'd be like, how to get in here? But well, no, I, I okay, wouldn't be so running away in terror it way, from the squirrel. I, maybe not a squirrel, but like, I, I, I can certainly vouch for the fact that if there's like a mouse, if we see a mouse in the house, which has happened a few times, you know, that's like a fucking a weirdly like primordial terror for 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 me at least. Like, and it's like obviously this thing poses no threat to me <laughs> whatsoever, but. If it comes under – you, it's still like that. I don't know if it's like that ingrained, like oh, they're you know they carry disease sort of situation where it's like oh, I don't want it to fucking run and bite me. Like mm. like I always will like jump to avoid like being like scurried upon by a fucking little miniature mouse. Okay,
1: you live in a different world than I do because when you commute yeah. by a bicycle every day to everywhere you go. You are constantly trying to fucking get the squirrels. No get squirrels the are squirrels are fine, but like yeah. like they, sure. But I'm saying like they don't scare me. I'm trying to constantly save the life of me running them over. Right, because it's just it's like go go. Like I'm sitting there. I swear, ninety percent of the time I have to use my bike bell. It's to fucking alert squirrels that I'm coming because they're just they'll see you coming. And it's like what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And the little tail twitches and they run back and forth, don't know which way to go and if i i either have to run them over and squish them or slam on maybe my brakes maybe the top of your handlebars they don't yeah. scare me no no <laughs> no i want i want to get like buy a pellet gun and just start firing <laughs> warning shots cuz they don't move too yeah, the they're real stupid second. they're stupid
0: on the road I too to they, it, i i i very try very hard to avoid like any kind of you know rodents but it sometimes is <laughs> impossible sometimes they run out right it, right in front they're really fucking dumb they're exceedingly oh, dumb creatures i know, um, they are really dumb i just I, you know but i love it
1: i love the movie though that that everybody is just instinctively terrified of one squirrel <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's the one grandmother that doesn't know what's happening and then the other grandfather doesn't know what's happening the one great aunt or whoever she is that just hits the deck and like passes eight, nine, out four, just doesn't get yeah, gets up and <laughs> and passes out like don't move don't move he wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone else in the house like ran upstairs, and then ran downstairs, and the fucking Rottweilers just destroying everything, chasing. <laughs> um,
0: I we actually, um, you know, I mean, it, I was gonna say we actually once had a a, a fucking bat in the house, which was a real harrowing experience. So you want to talk about like being terrified of like you know a mouse times fifty because it's above you. You're you don't have the you know <laughs> much like Anakin. We do not have the high ground sure. in that situation. It's just flying above your head. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I never got that either. Like I, I lived in a house
1: and a bat got in and all the rest of the fucking it was like it was like a it used to be a duplex and they broke up the duplex and made it a single mm-hmm. house. Right. So like 10 people live in, in as roommates in a six bedroom house and a bat got in the house once and everyone was freaking out. And I was like, guys, just calm down. Like it's going to keep flying around and scaring <laughs> you if you're shouting and throwing things at it. Just wait. Just calm Open down the watch it, but wait till it wait till it stops and then you know like get get like a blanket and then just very calmly go up there and put the blanket around it and very gently, you know, move the move your hands around where it is and then just put it outside. It's fucking simple. As long as you're screaming and shouting, it's terrifying <laughs> See- too. And it's going to keep flapping around, trying See, to figure you could, out how the fuck to get out. You can say this, relaxing. and it
0: rationally makes sense, but also there's the existential terror of, oh, it's a flying fucking rodent. Like I, I, I understand both sides. Like because I understand that yes, obviously that's true, but it's also hard to tell yourself that when you're having a fucking panic attack when this thing is like flying inches away from your I, face, I like mean, you know.
1: I w- I would not be having a panic attack from a flying oh. bat. Uh, or a squirrel. Clearly, one of us can mouse. be Batman, and it's not you. But I did have, I I did have a house that had like an mm-hmm. open basement, um, and there was it wasn't like a rat rat. It was a kangaroo rat that was getting into our trash through a hole in the. It was so big oh, it could God. open cupboard doors on its own, and I would be in my living room, and I would hear and then. Thump 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 thump, and then like this jump sound, and then I could hear it in the trash, and I'd be like, "Oh, I!" And I never saw it once. That was the thing that made it so scary. I never fucking saw it. I would start walking into the room, and it would jump out of the trash, and then open the cupboard door and jump back through there. And I, I only knew what it was because I like did some Mm -hmm. fucking research, right? But I was terrified of this thing because their kangaroo rat is not a regular rat. Somebody had it as a pet. Uh, where I was living in the city, and it got loose, obviously, and was living out in the wild, in the urban wild, right, and made a home somewhere in our basement, and I, I swear to God, I was never so terrified of an animal in my life <laughs> for months, For it was like every fucking night this would happen, and I had like a crowbar, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm, if I catch it, I'm gonna bean it, and then as soon as I walk in, it would run away, so... And then I was terrified that it would like get into my fucking bedroom and then like you know suck my soul out <laughs> through my lungs while I was trying to you know, yeah, yeah. one of those kind of things. <laughs> so yeah, so not 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 a bat, not a mouse, maybe a rat uh, would fuck me up a little bit, but a kangaroo rat, no, I'm done. There's yeah. there's
0: my where I draw a line. Don't, ugh, I just don't like rodents and shit. I, and it's funny because people keep these as pets, but it's different when it's an in, an invasive presence in your in your living quarters, you know. Like like my friend, because my friend Steve was telling me about like his yeah. So he lives in Queens, and like it's hard to have window ACs in some of the older buildings. Like you have to kind of have those shitty like vent one, you know, like the it's like a, a standing unit, and then the vent goes to the window, so it's just like the little thing, like the little like tube or whatever. right And he said like he came home one day and and that's how the they, rats like, culled in th- like a a <laughs> squirrel or some shit chew- chewed through it and was like infesting his room and he had to like he couldn't get it out for like a week or something it was like fucking a nightmare scenario i know Ugh. just real so i i just uh, hate God. rodents i hate yeah i know it's i know it's irrational um, i mean i could squash them with my fucking foot but like it's just yeah it's one of those things
1: no they will yeah, i also do all over
0: your foot and it's probably got it's baby, also traumatizing yeah. like i don't want to like you know i'll kill a bug if i have to but i really don't want to kill like a a, a a living like you know like physically with my own hands or feet kill like a living thing like it's just very upsetting to do yeah bugs aren't living no, things. Yeah, i either, know so, but yeah. like come on like, no if, it's, if it's, you had a fucking <laughs> spider crawling up your nose you would you tell me you would you wouldn't like rip it out and step on it or whatever
1: Oh man, I got to tell you this story real quick. So I was, um, before I moved, uh, it was, it was like a weekend that Ash came up to stay with me. And, uh, usually she'll go, go to sleep before I will. I'm like Mm -hmm. a little bit later, uh, going to better type person. And I, she goes into my room and turns the light on and I hear her scream And I come running, I'm like, what, 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 what? And she just points, and on the wall, there's, like, this fucking giant wolf spider. Like, just,
0: you know. Like tarantula-sized? They're, like, (laughs) I would say,
1: yeah, they look like tarantulas, but smaller. And it's on the wall. Oh, God, these things are hard lights I just Googled it. It's very. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you know what a wolf spider is in Michigan, you know. Um, they're, they're fucking huge They're they're like an inch and a half, two inches across And it, now that the light's on It's very quickly oh, trying God. to run down the wall the And worst. get under the bed Under the bed Where it can crawl out and <laughs> right? crawl across your face As and you're sleeping So I'm closer to it now yeah. I'm like right up next to it trying to figure out what the fuck it is And where it's going And I, I don't know if I told her to do this I, I must have said like get a glass right and she runs and grabs a glass out of the kitchen comes running to me and i didn't want to take my eye off it but it's moving fast right and i just outstretched my arm behind me and like no look trapped she, it with the no glass. look took the glass out of her hand and just like bam like got it up against the wall with the glass when it was like less than an inch from being below the the edge of the mattress mm-hmm. and where it would have been gone and where we would have where we would have not <laughs> been sleeping that night had it made
0: there's, it that far. there's far <laughs> so there's nothing worse oh than missing what, so something like it, that like, when it scurries away like missing a giant bug as it's almost like it oh that's so oh god my god It 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 was like one of those. It was like a like a fucking
1: Hollywood movie moment where you had one chance to do it right perfectly, and you only had red wire, blue wire, red wire, blue wire. Fucking just happened. (laughs) Exactly. It was exactly that moment. It was exactly that fucking moment. And and I was just and we you know I put it outside. It was fine. And I was just like, could you? I I said or like, could you imagine what this night would have been like? If that thing would have would have, you know, if you could have dropped the glass or been one second slower or I fucking wouldn't have capped it right where it was. Like we, we would have been both sleeping on the couch, uncomfortable as shit, probably arguing with each other and <laughs> angry about the whole situation and blaming each other for not catching the spider. And who who is to fall? You know, who is to blame for that? And you know what
0: the funny thing is? There's um, probably like 15 of those yeah, crawling think, in your walls think, uh, and in your baseboards at all times. You just don't see them. So it's not as you know. At all times, yeah, and you're really not in any danger until you see it, and they're just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, now I know it's yeah.
1: there. Their true power is, is your own <laughs> psychology telling you how dangerous
0: yeah. they are, yeah. even though they're not. Yeah, well, all. so, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much Christmas Vacation. Um, you know, not, not a movie trying to say much, but but oh, but very enjoyable. <laughs> certainly in my p- top, you know, top three pantheon of Christmas movies up there with, like, Die Hard... Uh, yeah, you know, like Home Alone, maybe it's hard to it's hard to. Uh, I I enjoy Elf. You know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jingle All the Way. There's there's like five or six movies that I'll I'll watch every year, like around this time, where it's it's definitely you know it's a short list though. I you know I I don't like like Santa Claus. Like I don't like a lot it is. of those Yeah, I mean, I think I think
1: the Charlie Brown Christmas special. um Charlie Brown Christmas special from back in the yeah, yeah, yeah. 60s. I think so. Is that from the 60s or the 80s or 70s? <laughs> or I was born. yeah. yeah. It was, whenever it was, it was before okay. I was, yeah, me, me too. But that, man, that is one of like the most depressing fucking Christmas anythings is the Charlie Brown Christmas. But be- I mean, Charlie Brown in general was like, you know, extremely pessimistic mm-hmm. as a comic strip and as, you know, sort of satire of, of society. Um But yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, hey, what's the most set? What's the saddest thing we can do with Christmas to just like break souls (laughs) and then like not even really be uplifting in the end of it? It's kind of bleak. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Damn. Took a (laughs) turn there. Sorry. Um, Yeah, no. But uh, and yeah, obviously I'll watch like The Grinch if it's on and shit like that. Not the fucking nightmare fuel of Jim Carrey version. I mean, like the actual original animated one um i don't know what the fuck happened that that that, the the jim carrey grinch is is very similar in my mind to the uh tim burton charlie and the chocolate factory it's just like you know you didn't have to make this but you did and you made it this this fucking uh you know (laughs) this is what you chose to do with it just just i i don't understand but um yeah exceedingly weird movie if you haven't
1: seen it I don't even know what year that came out, but I, 2000s, I would never I watch it, and that's just one of those
0: things where I would I would look at it and be like, "That looks," it, but uh, it's disgusting. super bizarre because it, it, you could <laughs> you, know. you could do like a I shot for see. shot remake of the animated one, and it would have been decent, and but they just introduce all these really weird plot elements, and like they're like force-feeding the Grinch at one point to death it's, it's just a very weird fucking movie like I don't know what it's a weird movie man like I I, I don't know what was happening there uh just Jim Carrey terrorizing everybody on set probably <laughs> um which uh, you know probably. he's what he's, he's want to do have you have you ever seen that 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 doc well, you've seen man on the moon right Oh, okay. Uh, Great I fucking it, movie. Actually. Like, really, um, one of his best dramatic perform. One of my favorite, you know, like Jim Carrey performances. Yeah,
1: I I heard that. Um, but it also was at a point where I started to not care <laughs> about anything that Hollywood made, no matter who it was about. Uh, and and I was also a, a big fan of Annie Kaufman, even though a lot of the shit he sometimes did people didn't really understand it and thought it was problematic. Um, but I did watch the documentary. Oh, about, about onset of, yeah, which is hilarious. That movie. Yeah. It's hilarious. And you feel like, okay, he's doing a good job, but also like he's, He's method acting a character who wasn't a method actor and being a bigger asshole than well, Andy like he was actually. a huge
0: asshole to Jim to uh, uh, Jerry Lawler, like when he comes on set, but like real but in real life, like they were friends and they were both in on the the act that they were doing, like in public. It's it's just a very right. <laughs> bizarre right. And he was like, Why are you being like this to me when
1: Annie Coffin was not like this to me? Annie Coffin was an actor. You're just being an <laughs> asshole, Jim Carrey. Like nobody thought it was funny. Everyone knew that Annie Kaufman was. Pretending, and you're not, and that's not who he was. So if that's if you're going to method act somebody who was not a method actor, yeah, don't. And,
0: and method acting can <laughs> is pretty pretentious on its fe- like a lot of time. Ta- you know, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is famous for this too. Just like you know, like just just call me Abraham Lincoln, like when we're on set, like don't talk. You know, it's just like uh, you know, like like all right, dude, we we fucking get it. You're a good actor, but like you, I'm not going to call you Abraham Lincoln while we're on set. Like well, fuck off. Yeah.
1: Who cares what you want? So well, don't to call don't you. That's like I. you li- like I'm not going to act know, like
0: you're literally the 16th president of the United somebody. States. Also, you know. No, but it, he
1: was like following her around, harassing yeah. him for for fun. It was like that's not that doesn't help the character. That that doesn't help him. I mean, he's acting himself in the movie
0: either. Like, don't, you Lee No, Lewis doesn't no, sure, do shit
1: sure. like that when he's Well, I think Method Jim X. Carrey
0: also, I mean, clearly, and this is not uh, to stigmatize or to insult or anything, like, he clearly suffers from, you know, some mental illness, like, you and it's obviously more clear later in his life, like, some of the shit that he's, you know, uh, dealt with, but, so, yeah. I think it, for him to fully, I think he's he's a bit obsessive when it comes to, you know, like to fully embody the character, he feels that he needs oh. to do that, even though it's obviously not necessary. And people.
1: Well, he, he's not though. Well, no, well,
0: who, who, you know, he's, he's just
1: not, if he's, he's, you know, verbally harassing people in ways that the
0: character, but well, no, but not actually but did the character, that's, not that's Andy Kaufman, but the character of Andy Kaufman, the man on the moon, Andy Kaufman, where he feels that he needs to inhabit this. And the movie actually, I think actually does a really good job of showing the two sides of Andy Kaufman, where it's like the, you know the one, the, the the public face who's constantly you know pulling shit on everybody, and then the private one who's a much more reserved and like you know friends with a lot of these people behind the scenes and is in on it. But I don't know for whatever reason. I mean, it also could have just been a yeah. thing for the cameras, you know, like that that he knew you had cameras on him, and he was like, oh well, this will make an inter- This will make interesting footage one day. Um, but it's yeah. a great the movie itself. You should well, definitely too, it's fucking amazing. Um, I I really recommend it
1: i will eventually it's one of those things that mm-hmm. just was never high on my list but yeah i mean the, the real story of it was was tragic of course because you know when he when any got cancer i know uh, nobody believed him they're like yeah he's like no really i'm dying like yeah but yeah, that shit it's heartbreak in the movie the uh, way they portray that's
0: really heartbreaking so yeah it, it, uh, y'all i'm sure carrie really sure. shines in that in that, <laughs> kind of, in that role like for sure
1: but yeah it's so speaking of community out of cancer, um, this, this, uh, God, I don't remember what I, what made me think of this to look it up, but it was something about, um, I was curious if, you know, I knew that like Bill Hicks, you know, was, was despised by Letterman and Jay Leno. Uh, and he did lots of jokes about CBS and NBC, just being kid, corporate total comedy, cesspools yeah. of corporate bullshit. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't know why I thought of this, but I was, I was Googling Bill Hicks, Saturday Night Live, um, knowing that he never would have mm-hmm. been invited to be on there by any means, but, uh, it was actually the only thing that popped up it was, uh, earlier this year, back in like May, Paul Rudd, absolute lad, Paul Rudd was the host of SNL. And when he was introducing the musical act, cause you know, whatever the musical act gets to play two times. Right. And they do wardrobe changes and all this shit. Right. But the, Paul Rudd was wearing a, a t-shirt with Bill Hicks on it when he introduced <laughs> awesome. the, the, the band or whoever it was right which I know was probably a little fuck you and Lauren Michaels and NBC right like they just they yeah. hate people like Bill Hicks they hate Bill Hicks because he fucking mocked Jay Leno and NBC and what a corporate piece of shit they all were uh, and, and, then, yeah, and and you look at the look on Paul Rudd's face wearing the shirt all right and he's got like this little smirk on his face like he knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing <laughs> right um, but yeah, it was the same thing when 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 Bill Hicks got uh cancer at age like fucking thirty three he had fucking cancer at thirty three jesus christ uh same thing people didn't believe him. they were like, You can't possibly have cancer at thirty three you're you're just you're putting a joke on us, and he's like nope, yeah, um, and he actually almost beat it too, like even though it was you know most pancreatic cancer you don't know until you're stage three or four, and by then it's too late uh but he had about a year of remission. Um and he he really Bill Hicks like changed who he was as far like all of his anger kind of went away, uh stopped drinking so much, kind of became more, uh, you know, started taking more psychedelics, becoming more enlightened. Um, you know, and he didn't live,
0: but it's a shame. But still, I mean, that you're one of the greatest yeah, comedians yeah, of all no, time. For sure. Um. Yeah, SNL's always been a really fucking stuffy institution that that protects power. It's really it's really unfortunate. I mean, I, it, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of Elvis Costello, who got banned from SNL for like fifteen years or twenty years for uh, playing Radio Radio, which Lauren Michaels or NBC suits didn't want him to play because it was too controversial. Which which seems fucking preposterous when you look at the lyrics, but. Um, what are doing? I, I don't even know. On, like, on I, I think it's 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 pretty uh, anti record label, anti you know, uh, and for sure. So, but mm. they want, but and but even beyond that, I mean, this has been an age old issue with with bands going on TV shows. It's like, oh no, play the single. Like, they wanted them to play the song "Less Than Zero. Um, and what happened was Costello was like, no, we really want to play. And this Nirvana went through similar shit too when they went on SNL. But they were like, no, we really want to play uh radio radio um and they're like no we're not gonna let you do that so they started playing less than zero elvis costello and like a minute through he's like all right stop 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 he's like all right i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen there's really no reason for us to play the song and then he goes all right radio radio. like he just called an audible and they kicked into like a fucking awesome like really punked up version of radio radio um and he got how fragile must, i know must
1: I know. nbc and Lord michaels be that they're that you know, I, I was actually amazed that um, you know Miley Cyrus, not this season, but the last season, SNL uh, close. I don't know if it was closing out this. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, it was the war closing is over. Their, their the cover she did. Um, that was great. Yeah, she covered John Lennon's uh, "Merry Christmas." Happy Ex- um war is over. And uh, she had uh, Sean Lennon mm-hmm. doing like playing guitar and doing backup vocals, but you could tell NBC had like turned his vocals down so low that you because like the the there's the backup singers that are singing wars over if you want it and they had like silenced them in the audio mix to the point mm-hmm. you couldn't almost couldn't even hear it and it wasn't until miley cyrus starts belting out towards the end of the song that you could mm-hmm. finally hear the fucking words and and really realize it's an anti-war song and, and she's i mean like god bless her vegan uh you know very anti-war doesn't believe in bringing more children into the world when, that doesn't need it um, very good in her politics. People are like, oh, but she's a pop star, so fuck that's, her. It's yeah, like, what no, a stupid like, don't, generalization don't be like yeah. that. Um, yeah, like so she's she's famous. She works hard. I don't care if people are famous and work yeah. hard; they earned it, right? Like, if you if there was no famous people, like, how would you? What would you go see in the movies? Right? Like people are. Some people are going to yeah. get famous. Yeah, that's, that's just sure. the way it is.
0: Um it it just also reminded me of a funny moment from um like a similar moment to Elvis Costello thing uh, with uh with Nirvana when they played I think it was like the VMAs and they really wanted to play Rape Me, the Nirvana song Rape Me, which uh, dude was like yeah, you're not going to fucking play that. <laughs> like what are you what are you fucking kidding me? Um and they went back and forth about it. I know it's on the album <laughs> um and 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 they just wanted him to play come as you are I think or whatever whatever the single was at the time and uh Kirk Cobain just to be like a dick played like the first three bars of it and sang the first line and then he saw like people like fl- like flip like freaking out in the wings like running to the stage and right before they cut him off he, they, he they'd like kick into come as you are or whatever but it was just it's a really funny moment just just to, just to oh, terrify just to the suits, them, and you should, it's yeah. actually on YouTube, but they cut it out of the replay of the broadcast. But there's like a, a VHS tape version of it. Uh, it's oh, super it's funny. You should go seek shit. it yeah. out uh, just just for a laugh. But yeah, corporate just corporate media has always been terrified of any kind of artistic expression, and you know, um, I don't know how we got talking about that, but <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember the,
1: the Nirvana. Uh, <laughs> One of the one of the many antics Nirvana did was um, when they played SNL, uh, they wanted to piss off mm-hmm. all of their home Oh, so yeah, fans. they
0: kissed at the end. Of-
1: so after they they got done playing, Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic start <laughs> making out while they're still like guitars are still, uh, you know, sustaining the last couple notes. Yeah, and you know, of course, I'm, I'm sure NBC didn't like that either because they're mm-hmm. reactionary idiots too, but. Uh, still, like, they, like clearly, like they don't give a shit. Like they, they're, they're, you know, they're presumably heterosexual at the moment. They're like, we don't care uh, about yeah. kissing each other. We're gonna ban whatever, but we'll do
0: it just to piss off people that we yeah. know that that's going to affect And Cobain was like, like an incredibly like, <laughs> forward-thinking, <laughs> like, humane yeah. person. Like just in general, like he was always like super, like not like uh, performative feminist. Like he was an actual feminist who really understood, like you know. I think he grew up around a lot of, like, you know, uh, feminist punk bands and like he, he really was raised in that, you know, that with that kind yeah, of, of, uh, mindset, but he's always, he was always very like leftist in his thinking when he wasn't trying to be, you know, like sarcastic, like when you actually t- got like real genuine interviews out of him, which was very rare, like he, you could tell he's a very like thoughtful, caring, empathetic person. Um. And he would try to portray like this kind of dickish persona, but that wasn't really who he was, you know?
1: No, he he didn't. He would do that when he would get asked bullshit questions like most rock stars do. Um, Check out the documentary called About a Boy. Uh, It's just footage of just places around the state of Washington, mostly around the three cities he lived in growing up. Uh, and all of the audio is just him doing interviews, so it's just him talking about things. Most of it has nothing to do with the band. He's just mm-hmm. talking, like philosophizing, right? As you're seeing just B-roll images of the places he lived, not yeah, then, but footage, now. Yeah. It's like all new footage shot just for this documentary. It's almost not a documentary at all. It's almost He's, just like a like a, a yeah. an hour and a half long mm-hmm. poem of his words, right? And, yeah, the guy guy was prophetic uh, in, in what he understood about the world at a young age. And you would hope that anyone who's young and grew up with punk rock in the 80s would be. Uh, but, yeah, it's amazing how many rock stars get that money and they get older and turn into fucking
0: Ugh, Ted God.
1: fucking Nugent. And all they love is, is the authority and military and the police. And it's like, what do you what the fuck is rock and roll? Nothing mean more crushing. Like, what are you, There's what are nothing you rebelling more to me in
0: recent years? than like I, <laughs> I, I in high school, I love this band, alkaline trio. They're a Chicago punk band. Um, yeah. I, I still love their music. You know, they're, 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 they just really, they're, they have like horror elements, but they're not like the misfits, not over the top. They're just like a really cool, fun, like punk, like, like Chicago punk band. Uh, and and i remember like a couple of years ago i was just like on instagram and i follow their singer matt skiba and he had like the oh thanks chicago police for protecting us and blah blah, blah and all this shit and it was like a picture of him with a couple of chicago cop like bike cops and i'm just like well all right great you ruin your band forever for me like how how could you do this like why would you do this in and, and the chicago police department of all fucking P- this chicago pd of all people it's like I, Jesus Christ man I don't know it, It's it's a bummer When when like people Yeah w- When they just don't Fundamentally understand The dynamics of the things They're singing yeah. about It's really brutal <coughs> uh, Yeah
1: uh, There was It wasn't I don't remember what band it was um, It was back in the 2000s And It was some New metal band That was like a rip off Of a rip off Of a rip mm. off Of like Deftones And Korn uh And you know, just like spiked hair, goatee, those giant metal bead necklaces. Describing things, every new metal you know, band from tribal tattoos, ninety nine to two thousand four. Awful. awful. Yeah. These guys were mildly successful. I don't remember the name of them, right? But they had a bunch of chart topping hits, right? Okay. Uh And they sold one of them. To, okay, okay. I, no, I don't remember who it is. You, uh, like but you, you can cite re- off a, a hundred yeah. names, and I won't know. Who it is. Um. But they sold one of their songs to be used in a commercial for the military for recruiting. And they there was apparently like a by-telephone interview that the lead singer of the band did with somebody from like a major magazine, Mm -hmm. might have even been spin magazine, like somebody pretty high up. And they thought it was gonna be, you know, a typical puff piece. And this reporter, this music journalist, decided to apparently end their job this magazine by taking this motherfucker to task over selling a song to the military uh and and what that says about you know their place in the pantheon of rock and roll right and the the lead singer who again i don't remember his name or the song or the band was got fucking furious just went fucking off and was like you fucking attacked me i thought this was gonna be you know like just he he didn't like the questions but then felt like there was no right to be asked these questions. It was like, well, we, we don't, we don't endorse the war. This was during the Iraq, wars that were right. started, but this has nothing to do with that. Oh, Iraq war just started like within the last year or two from the times interview took place. And there was like you, you, I only heard, it's like a 45 minute interview. And then it's like the last, uh, like 10 minutes that really turn ugly. Right. And like the, the lead singer is just shouting at the interviewer. The interviewer is still totally calm. And they're, I gotta, and you know, they're I gotta, by I gotta phone, find right? They're is, not like a I Joe's find face this or anything. Now. This is
0: fascinating to me because I I, 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 I.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's, it's just one of those moments where you're uh-huh. like, I'm so yeah, glad yeah, this yeah. fucking happened and it should happen every really time, it but it never Rob fucking Sheffield happens. Too,
0: Cause he's a really um, good writer and he pro- he's somebody who would do something like that. But li- I, I'll, I'll find <laughs> it after we get off air. Cause that's, I, I want to, yeah, it's interesting to me. It's probably disturbed.
1: Uh, yeah. I've opened, up, am giving you enough details. <laughs> I don't. It, it could have, I think that might be, that might have been the one. But yeah, it was just like, well, what's your responsibility for the war if you're using your song to recruit more people to fight in a legal war? He's like, That's, we have nothing to do with that. It's not our fault. It's like, well, but you want your song and your art to be used. You got paid for it to be used to, to tell people that it's hip and cool to go fight this war and kill people in Iraq. He's like, fuck you, fuck you for attacking me like that. Like, it's just, it's it was... Oh favorite favorite moment of, of any music area. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow i think we're still reviewing national Lappoon's
0: Christmas Vacation. oh man we're talking about fucking new <laughs> 2000s new metal this this has gone off the rails but yeah so all right well let's wrap it up because uh, it's getting late and i gotta edit this thing but yeah so i i you know we, we we've we've yeah. we've definitely reviewed yeah, yeah. the hell out of christmas vacation i think um Certainly, giving people some interesting things to barely <laughs> to think barely. Um I mean, I said nicer things about
1: the movie than I planned to. So hey, fun, I, you know, I, I figured that's just a fun, fun Christmas movie. Um, yeah,
0: just, just, delightful. You know, just don't think too hard yeah. about it. But um,
1: I'll tell you what. I, I googled uh, Nicolette Scorsese, um, the uh, underwear model slash Cool girl from there and um, you know she didn't do a lot in films no relation to Martin Scorsese but uh, you know she's 64 years old now and you can find pictures of her and she still looks fucking amazing so uh, if you want to you know stick with the 80s theme of uh, slight objectification of women then look her up she's uh, you know she's there on the internet
0: she's 65 my god uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Great.
1: So, and, and this movie is, this movie really is like her probably biggest claim to, to fame. Um, you know, did some TV shows, uh, started up went all the way from the A team way, way back in the early eighties, all the way up until like the nineties with, um, <laughs> Aspen Extreme. Classic Aspen like Extreme. From, How can some, you forget the, uh, the, the cinematic
0: classic accent, uh, <laughs> Aspen? I can't even remember the name immediately. Aspen Extreme. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, to, to quote David Cross,
0: Aspen, what was the name? <laughs> Butt
1: pencil already taken? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, All right. Let's All right, great. Fun, so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, check out our uh, our political podcast we do every week, Move Left Idiots. Uh, that's available in the same feeds you're checking this out in, SoundCloud.com/slash Move Left. Uh, search for Move Left Idiots on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and view and subscribe over there. That helps us out. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Move Left Idiots. Uh, we are on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Move Left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash moveleftmerch. I am on Twitter at move underscore left.
1: Uh, And I'm on Twitter at smutcollector. That's spelled with an E-R, not an O-R.
0: Yep. And uh, happy holidays, everybody.
1: It's that time, Christmas time is here Everybody knows there's not a better time of year Hear that sleigh,
0: Santa's on his way He'll kill parade for Christmas vacation Got to turn of